We had quite the two soccer broadcasts this weekend along with the football. Weather was definitely an issue in both cases Friday night. It was rainy and, you know, wind and rain is not a good combination, especially when you're outside for your broadcast and you end up having all your equipment start to get rained on, which is not a good thing. So we were struggling, but but at least the soccer team wasn't. We'll get to the men in just a second. And then yesterday, of course, the weather had cleared up from a rain perspective, but it was kind of windy, so I was using all my paperweights, and we definitely had an enjoyable time. But for the very end, knew it was going to be a great game, and Memphis bought a bunch of people there. It had an NCAA tournament vibe, no doubt about it. Was not a must-win for either team, although it, both teams played like it, and that made for good theater. When these teams played just a few weeks back in Memphis, the Bulls had fallen out of first place. They got the win dramatically in double overtime after no goals were scored during the 90 minutes of regulation. Well, we kind of foretold it on the broadcast yesterday. I said the final was either going to be one nothing or 2-1, and you could see that it was going to be tough to get a goal, not because the teams don't have scoring talent, just because... Both squads are so sound defensively. When the Bulls looked like they had something going in the middle of the pitch, a Memphis player would come up or a forward would come back, and there just wasn't a lot of room to roam. The only exception in the first half was Memphis was letting the Bulls outstanding left back on defense, Cheyenne Dennis, kind of dribble up. But the wind was blowing in the Bulls' favor, and every one of Cheyenne's passes just got past somebody. There really weren't many scoring opportunities. But that was the thing, as we said on the broadcast, and we're replaying it, by the way, if you want to hear the whole thing. We'll just give you a couple highlights here. Memphis just crushes its opponents as far as shooting, outshooting them on average 19-6 to this year, and again recently beating a 15th-ranked in the country at the time SMU team 5 nothing, and outshooting them 30-2. to This was even on shots. Just like the first matchup was right down the middle, 15 apiece. On Sunday, it was 15-14 Memphis. So it just shows you how good the Bulls are to basically be even with a team like that. It was really even. In fact, the chances were about that way. Nothing serious in the first half, but in the second half, both teams had a chance to take the lead. There's not a lot of hatred going on out there. I think they both know how the how good the other team is. Memphis 13-4-1, Bulls 12-3-2. That's a good ball up. Nakao has a chance at it. Slots it forth to Boychuk. That's a leading score. And what a save by Sidney Martinez! That was a tremendous shot by Boychuk, who's their leader with six goals and 21 on her career. And a fantastic pass by Nakao. And Boychuk, one touch, turned around, blasted a left-footed strike that Martinez dove to her left to get. Cheyenne Dennis on the left side. Wind in her face and in mine. It's really noticeable. You gotta keep it on the ground. She does to Nacello. Good turn, too far for her to rip it even. Tries to switch the field. Can Roberts get to it? Perfectly placed and a nice first touch. Left foot into the top of the box. Through for Nacello, she's in! Third with a chance, saved by Moberg! Nacello got that ball. Couldn't quite gather it up, but it Settled to Serena Thurton, and she shot it well to Elizabeth Moberg, the keeper. Listen, let's not make it sound like there were a bunch of chances for the Bulls, but that one was great. And if you look at it, Nacello did all she could with the ball, and Moberg sticks out her left leg somehow to make the save. But again, it was Sidney Martinez on the Bulls' side that had to come up with in number more big stops, including in the second overtime. And there is Nakao again, stealing from Emily Lashmiri. Momo Nakao doesn't look threatening, but man is she. Now speaking of threatening, Maya Jones up the right wing, slotted to Boychuk. Good first touch, this is a chance, and it's a save by Sydney Martinez again! Boy, 
She just makes it look so easy when it's not Tanya Borchuk. That was point blank range. Martinez was great. As I said on Twitter, this was not her fault. When you go to penalty kicks, and by the way, I should mention Momo and Cal, one of the great freshmen for Memphis out of Japan. They have a tremendous team. Their head coach, Brooks Monaghan, has been there for 22 years. He said this is their most special group. So it's not some embarrassing team that the Bulls lost to. This is nothing to be ashamed of. But yes, it did go to penalty kicks. As I said on the air, it's always a tough way to lose. People say it's an unfair way to decide games, but those are the people who are usually on the losing side. I can't go with that. If you have 90 minutes to win a game, and you can't, and you know you still have, in this case, 20 minutes of overtime to basically prevent yourself from going to penalty kicks, and you can't, well, then you have to accept the fate, and it was as much of a rout in PKs as it could be. This is the quick minute-long version. It's Sydney. Macello and saved. What a save by Elizabeth Moberg. She shot high into her left, and Moberg throws the ball down like they just won the thing. So early advantage for Memphis, and this would cement it. Boychuk steps up and just gets it past Sydney Martinez. She actually guessed right, and Memphis fans reacting like it's already over. Rosalia <laughs> Moino Gonzalez will take here. She's the only other player for the Bulls to try one this year. She went low and to her left against Temple. See what she does here, same thing, and just saved by Moberg. She went the same direction, and Elizabeth Moberg is coming up huge. See if Martinez can come up with the goods. Miller approaches it and takes it right down the heart on the left side, and this is not looking good for the Bulls. Katie Kitching looking to keep the Bulls alive, skies it over, and Memphis is one stroke away from ending this. At my own peril, I'm gonna turn up the Memphis crowd mic a little. They'll tell you what happens here now. And that happens. <laughs> Memphis wins. And gets the automatic berth and increases its chances of being at home for the first round. The selection show today at 4.30 will have a lot more on tomorrow's show. Thumbnail version, that loss actually did not hurt the Bulls RPI. You know why? Because technically it's a tie. If that was a regular season match, it would have been 0-0. That's actually how the computers recognize it for RPI purposes. I know it sounds like mumbo jumbo. What do you mean it wasn't a loss? Of course it was a loss, but technically that result is a tie and then Memphis quote unquote advances on penalty kicks. In this case, they advance to the NCAA tournament, but the Bulls RPI is still around 20, which means they should be announced as a first round host today. Now, a couple years ago, they should have been and they had to go to Gainesville. They won't be going to Gainesville because the Florida Gators aren't making the tournament. By the way, part of that RPI, you want the teams that you get beat by to have good seasons. Did you see Tennessee won the SEC tournament over the weekend, and they're actually top 10 in the RPI. So again, much more on the women's team on tomorrow's show. And it could be as many as four from the conference will sort of delay around the American until 7 o'clock tonight after the football radio show to get all that news in for you. And also around the American is where you can hear the full details of what kept the men's soccer team out of the conference tournament. They did their part against Temple, just needed SMU to beat Memphis, and it didn't happen. Memphis rolled 4-1. to one. But that was after the Bulls had won their game. Here's how the goals sounded on Friday night. Three minutes in, great corner kick by Galena, and it goes straight in! That is a goal for the senior straight off the corner kick. Copper into the corner, sends in a good cross. That's a header and a goal! What a header, but what a pass! That's the call, a penalty kick, indeed. I think they're all wanting this penalty kick because I don't believe the Bulls have had one all year. None other than Enrique Galina is going to try and make it 3-1, to one, and what a rip! 
He has become the free kick taker for the Bulls, and now we know he's the penalty kick taker. And the senior gets his second goal of the night. Galena just went for power. Bulls get the win 3-1. to one. We are replaying it on Bulls Unlimited 2. Last game of the year, unfortunately, again because of the Memphis win against SMU. Again, more details on Around the American. And the women's volleyball, and unfortunately the volleyball team loses twice again in both matches, winning the first set on the road, but then dropping the last three against East Carolina and Cincinnati. Still looking for their first conference victory. Their next chance is coming up this Thursday. Coming up tomorrow, a basketball doubleheader. Of course, we'll have it all for you here on USF Bulls Unlimited. That's Bulls Beat for a Monday. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.